Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We're going to read one verse. <laughs> Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Somebody say transform. Then it says by the renewing. Somebody say renewing. The renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, I thank you for this time. Remove me. Place your Holy Spirit behind this pulpit. That he that has an ear, let him hear. Let faith arise and let our enemies be scattered. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. That something supernatural take place in our natural. What's bound in heaven, let it be bound on earth. And what's loosed in heaven, Lord, I pray that you would loose joy here on earth. In Jesus' name. We all said, before you're seated, shake a few hands and tell them, let's tear it down. Excited, not going to be very long in this message, but I want to be direct and intentional here tonight. As I was reading this scripture, I said, Matt, I want to be a man that walks in the will of God. Don't you want to be a person that walks in the will of God? In other words, where everything else all around you is falling apart, when you're in the will of God, you're together. Even though everything else may be in shambles, everything else may be breaking up, I believe that God is putting you together. The perfect will of God. Don't, don't you want to be able to do that? Walk in the perfect will of God. Not the perfect will of your boss. Not the perfect will of your bank accounts. But the perfect will of God. Now as I was reading this scripture, there was a few things that began to stand out to me. And right away, we are able to see, it says this word, then. In other words, there's a time frame. Then. If you get there, then. That's what that word right there is. It is a time lapse. It is a time frame. It's going to happen then. Now, what's going to happen? We, see, you and I, we're going to be able to walk in the will of God, right? Understand the will of God, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. But when? You know what is going to happen? When we begin to renew our minds. Renew our minds. Now, the word renew in the Greek means renovation. Okay, we're going to go somewhere with this right now. Somebody say renovation. Now, how many here have ever renovated a room or renovated a house or anything? You ever renovated something ever before? Right? I don't, yes, of course. All right. You ever done it like it's just you, you want to change whatever it is that's inside and make it all new. Now, this is very important. I'm not talking about redecorate. I'm talking about renovate. Renovate means I'm going to change the whole thing. Now, I have taken on a few renovation projects myself, or I should say I kind of just looked at it while everyone else was doing it. I am not a renovator. Matter of fact, uh, we lived there in the UTC, and the UTC was a big, huge, about 20-bedroom uh, uh, you know, apartment plus a Victorian house. There was about 20 rooms in there. And the time that I was there, 
they said, we want to totally renovate the whole place and repaint it, redo this whole thing. And I was like, all right, this will be great. It's going to be good. Not a problem. Well, let's just say there was a whole lot of things that happened along the way that I did not expect to happen while it was going on. And there was a few things that I learned that I just want to give you real quickly that I believe are going to help us even in this process of under, understanding renewing. Somebody say renew. Renewal means to renovate, but this is what I found. Number one, it takes longer than they told you it was going to take. When this happened in my house, my wife was pregnant. We were planning. We had it all planned out. Okay, it was going to take one month to be able to do this whole thing. We we're going to do the roof. We we're going to do the whole thing. Well, little did we know that actually my wife had the baby in the hospital. At that time, it was, uh, I think it was Elijah, had the baby there. And we were ready to, we were, we were planned to go back in the house. Well, we actually had to take our baby or take our son and go live in a whole other house for a whole other month. Took a lot longer than they told me it was going to take. And also number two, it costs more money than they told us it was going to take. A lot more money. My friend, to renovate stuff, it's going to cost you. Also, a third thing that I found is that when you renovate something, it's going to be really, really messy. It's going to be really, really messy. I say that because if you're going to get all these things, especially we got, you know, we had new, new roofing, new, new sheetrock, all that stuff. You can't just say we bring it on and we slap it on. No, you have to get rid of the old while the new waits on the side. It just sits there. It's new, but it can't go up until the old goes off. Don't worry, you're going to catch it just a little bit. And then if you're like me, the fourth reason that, that I found when it comes to renovation that makes it so difficult is that you begin to even question why you started the project in the first place. That ever happened to you? Because I remember we were, you know, we had everything all planned and then finally, you know, everything started happening in the cost and said, okay, well, maybe we make adjustments here. And then finally, then I remember we were redoing the kitchen and finally we got to the part of the kitchen and I just went, you know what? Just forget it. Just leave the kitchen the way it is. Just, I, I don't even want to do it because it's, it's just too much of a headache. It's too much of a heartache. It's too much of a burden. See, renewing takes a whole lot of changing. Renewing takes a whole lot of re, uh, renovating our lives. Now, now, I'm not even talking about renovation of a house. I'm talking about renovation of our mind. Somebody tell your neighbor, renew your mind. See, now what's important is that, see, when you and I got saved, we need to understand that I try and preachers try our best to give you something within an hour's time or a half hour's time and be able to share with you things that are going to happen along the Christian path. But as you get saved, you begin to realize there are some things that happen that you just weren't ready for. You weren't told. Just, I, I, I know, you know, it was... You know, I was supposed to tell you, but I kind of forgot to tell you. Why? Because there's so much to tell you. There's so much going on. There's so much stuff that is going to happen. I just, I wanted to tell you it was going to get messy. I wanted to tell you that there's going to be trials. I wanted to tell you that there's going to be temptations. See, because when you first get saved, it's like, Jesus loves you. Amen. He loves me. The devil hates you. Oh, wait, wait, what? Hold on. Hold on. 
What happened to the love of Christ? Can't I just focus on that? Can't I just do that? I don't want to get messy. I just want to be clean. You want to experience the good, pleasing, and perfect will, it's going to get a little messy. It's going to get a little dirty. It's, okay, you're going to get it in just a little bit. You'll see what I'm talking about right now. See, I want you to understand that coming to church just on a Thursday night or a Sunday morning at just an, an hour's time or two hours time or however long you are here doesn't mean that there is a full transformation happening within your life. See, I want to be able to give you the pathway to go down to understand what it is, that his good, pleasing, and perfect will, but you have to take it. See, I'm here to give you the guidelines and give you the guided path, but you got to walk it. You're the one that has to take it. You're the one that has to move it. You got to move. Tell your neighbor, you got to move. Now, in order to experience God's perfect, pleasing, his perfect will within our lives, there's going to be a few things that we have to go through. Are you ready for that? Now, I want you to know this. This is what I have found. Number one is that you're going to experience change. Somebody say change. Then within the change, there's going to be conflict. Somebody say conflict. And then with conflict, there's going to be growth. Now, prayerfully, it's growth in a good way and not a bad way. I'll talk to you about that later. But if you're going to be able to get God's perfect will within your life, there has to be a change. And if there's going to be change, there's going to be conflict or resistance. And when you feel that resistance, you will find that later on, after that resistance is done, there is growth. Somebody say growth. See, now God is the agent of change, right? When God came into my life, he changed my life. See, when you have an encounter with God, there's a change. That's one way that you know that you've had an encounter with God, if your life is changed. If your life's not changed, I would dare ask you if you really had an encounter with God. Because when you have an encounter with God, there will be a change. And in that change, there's also an exchange. I'll take your sins. You can have my grace. I'll take away your heartache. I'll give you some joy. Do you see the exchange? There's a change going on. You can't just be the same man or same woman that all of a sudden when you come face to face with an almighty God that you are the same person. There is a change. And not just any change, but a change from the inside out. We used to sing that song, Jesus on the inside, working on the, oh, what a. There has to be a change. There is a change. Because if Jesus is working on the inside, then there is a change on the outside. And I've shared about this before when it comes to how we dress up. Because people always go, oh, man, well, he's wearing a tie. He's wearing a suit. She, she's in a dress because she thinks she's all that. No, there is a change on the inside. And because there's a change on the inside, I want to show that change on the outside. We don't wear ties and wear dresses just because we want to look better than the person next to us. No, we want to show the change that's happening on the inside. See, before many of us got saved, we never wore a tie. The only time many of you even wore a tie was because all of a sudden somebody said, please rise. Yes, Your Honor, that's me. The only time. 
The only time you would even think about it, I would go to a wedding or go to a funeral. Okay, I ha now I have to dress nice. You always dress nice when it comes to renewing. That's what a wedding is. Or an ending. That's what a funeral is. But what about the in-between? Isn't God doing something on the in-between? If God is doing something on the in-between, then show it. See, that's why, because people say, oh, I'm a Christian, but I still cuss. Listen, if you want to be a Christian that's cussing, that's fine. But all you're doing when you speak and you talk, you're just revealing your heart's desires. That's all it is. It's biblical. That's what the Bible says. Out of the heart comes these things, anger, uh, anger slander, malice, all these things. See, so when you speak, you're not just speaking from your mouth. You're speaking from your but if Jesus is on the inside, then it'll show the work on the. See, before I wanted to cuss you out, but now I want to bless you, brother. Just don't ever cut me off ever again. God bless you. <laughs> it's a change. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Now, when there's a change, all of a sudden, then conflict comes. Now, conflict comes because of resistance. There is a resistance. See, when you got saved, you said, Jesus, I love you. But then the enemy said, now I want you. If you are a lover of Christ, now you're a hater of me. Now, all of a sudden, there must be, I, I, I got to get, I got to take that trophy that God is trying to display. I, I can't have that happen. Then all of a sudden there becomes, that's why many times you feel that temptation. Before, when you weren't saved, you didn't really care all that much, big deal about it. What's the big deal? All of a sudden you get saved. Man, where did this come from? Why? Because now there's resistance. There is a conflict. But know this, it's normal. It's normal. It's a part of who you are. If you have the agent of change, the God Almighty that you've had an encounter with, then all of a sudden there is going to be resistance. The devil, the enemy, I want you to know, yes, there is a devil. There is a devil and he don't like you. He don't want you to succeed. He don't want you to make it. He wants you to go right back to the old place, the old man, the old woman of who you were. And so that's why you're having that resistance. See, it's not one of those ways of where you think, well, I'm just going to go test it out. I'm going to go try it out. No, it's the enemy trying to tempt you and trying to get you back to where you came from. The rear view, remember this, when you drive, your rear view mirror is this big. But your front window is this big. So when you look back, only look back this much. But when you see vision and you're moving forward, you move this much. Go this way. I know every once in a while you want to look back and you want to say, well, that's how, okay, that's fine. I, I, I understand it. I, I get it. But your rear view mirror, it's just this big. Don't stay staring in that because if you stare in that rear view mirror for too long, you're going to miss what God had for you the whole time. There, there is going to be resistance, but my friend, you got to be able to understand what God is doing in your life. Jesus on the inside working on the outside. See, when it comes to now 
being a light of Christ, being the salt of the earth, God has put something inside of you that not everybody is going to like what God is doing on the inside. Yes, there are, are going to be people that are even going to hate on you. The Bible even says if they hate you because of the gospel. This is a big key. I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not, I wasn't going to hit on this, but I want to be very clear with this because a lot of times people always say, oh, they just hating on me. They hating on me. If you're a Christian, there should only be one reason why they're hating on you. If they're hating on you because of your dress, well, just change your dress. That's not a good dress. It's the devil. It's the devil. No, your shoes are ugly. Change them. I don't know. They're hating on me. No, they're not. Like, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Like, I don't, whatever. That's fine. Because the Bible says if they hate on you, they will hate on you because of the gospel. See, far too often we get people over here, you know, and I, I don't even know how this starts. Because people take selfies, and if you were here on Sunday, you totally get that whole thing with Pastor Sonny. Wasn't that hilarious? I was cracking up with that. And I've seen people, I'm not kidding, I've seen people start arguments over certain people not liking people's selfies. You didn't like my selfie. I'm not going to like your selfie. What? Are you serious? Is, like, is this conversation really happening? Like, we're here in America having bitterness issues over selfies and people over here getting beheaded in other countries do you see do you see the difference if they hit on you because of the gospel not because of your selfie or your shoes or your 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 glasses or or, or whatever your car like whatever that's a car get a new one not a big deal what Christ was trying to say he says listen because of what you have on the inside they're going to hate you don't get so caught up on the outside, the inside. People are not going to like what you have on the inside. See, that's the resistance. Are you hearing me? I want to be very clear with that. Because of what you have on the inside, tell your neighbor what's on the inside. This is what I have found. Everybody wants the pro promise, but nobody wants the process. That's what I found. Uh, there used to be an old song, I think it said, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Isn't that the truth? I want to go to heaven. Okay, we got to kill you. No, 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 don't kill me. I just want to go to heaven. Well, you want the promise, you got to get the process. If you want to get to it, you got to go through it. See, you have to understand, see the transformation, be transformed by the renewing of your Somebody once said, whoever will have nothing to do with thorns can never gather roses. I like that right there. See, one thing I've understood is that a lot of times, especially in Christianity, people think that when Jesus spoke, he, he talked about it, it was going to be nice, it was going to be good. And, you know, Jesus loves everybody. Listen, my friend, Jesus talked about Christianity as a banquet, but never as a picnic. Oh, it's going to be easy. It's going to be nice. It's going to be good. No, my friend, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be people that not like you. There's going to be people that are going to hate on you because of the gospel. There's going to be people that are going to try to tempt you. You've been married for five years. Guess what? There's somebody raising up to make sure that you ain't never going to see a sixth year in your marriage. There's people there in your high school that they know that you're about to start a Bible study. They're going to do everything they can to stop you from even carrying your Bible to school. There's going to be a conflict. There's going to be a resistance. But the Bible says, great. Greater is he that is than in me than he that is in the world. Get it inside of you. And the third thing 
is that growth in Christ. Growth. The change, the conflict, and the growth. Somebody once said, all growth is a leap in the dark, a spontaneous, unpremeditated act without benefit of experience. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, you'll see what I'm talking about right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, when you have it, say amen. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We cast down every... Cast it down. We're going to cast it down. We cast down every stronghold, every demonic precept. We're going to cast it all down. See, some of you here tonight, you got to tear it down. Don't let it stay in your mind. Don't let it stay in your life. Don't let that pattern continue to be and let the world tell you this is who you're going to be. No, my friend, greater is he that is in you than he that the world tries to tell you of who you are. You are an overcomer. You are a great woman of God. You are a powerful man of God. You are a preacher in the making. There is something different about you. It doesn't matter what the world says. Why? Because I'm able to cast it down able to tear it down so to say tear it down now this is what I have found I remember one time in when I was in high school we had this thing uh, in our PE that we called the obstacle course right now a lot of obstacle courses are different because you kind of make them up accordingly right so our PE if you will in my school we didn't have a lot of money so they made up their own obstacle courses and so I remember they had these two bars that for whatever reason this is a part of it they put two bars and they had a net the bars went I don't know maybe nine feet high and and it had another bar over it and it was it was almost ghetto looking I mean it was just crazy and what you were supposed to do is you were supposed to uh, uh, grab the rope and hop over it but you were supposed to do it quickly I'll tell you why in just a little bit it was put it this way, it just it wasn't put together very well, but that's kind of what the PE teacher wanted us to do. Now, of course, you gotta go through the cones, you gotta do the army crawl, right? Do all that stuff. It's the obstacle course and you know, get the tires and flip them over and do all that stuff. But then you get to this one point, all it was was just a couple of poles going over, and you're supposed to go over it. Now, it wasn't all that great put together. I'll tell you why. The very first guy that went was a small, skinny, wimpy guy. And there's always that one small, skinny, wimpy guy. Everybody's got him. And if you don't know who it was in your class, then it was probably you. We had this small, skinny, wimpy guy. We're like, okay, you go first. And he's going first. You know, everybody's like, all right, yeah, you know, you got like, you know, 30 guys, you know, getting all this testosterone together. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, Come on, you're, you're weak. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> Coach gets ready, times it. Marcus like, go. He's doing all this stuff. He's running and this and that. Very quick guy. He was very quick, very fast. He's going through and, you know, doing all this. But everybody, of course, is waiting to get to the big part and how he's going to take the rope and jump over. How he's going to get over that thing. 
So he's going, he's going through, he goes to the obstacle course, he gets the tires, and he was fairly weak, so we were all laughing at him. It was fun for us. He looked, you know, it was like trying all his best. We just, ah, just skip it, just skip it, just, you know, he couldn't do it. And then finally he's getting, he's running to that part where the poles are. And he's going, he's going, and we're like, oh, man, how's this guy going to do this? Because we all know, like, dude, this, it, it doesn't look like it's very well put together. And so he gets there, and finally when he gets there, he grabs the rope, and the moment he grabs the rope and he gets up on top, all he does is just pull it down. That's all he does, just pull it, and the whole thing falls apart. Like this skinny, wimpy little kid just did nothing hardly. Wasn't put together all that well. But the moment he pulled on it, the whole thing went, fell. No big deal. Everybody looks and, oh, my God, like, we, knew, we knew this was going to happen. All he had to do was pull it down and the whole thing came apart. See, what you and I have to understand, when it comes to the thing of God, things of God, because of who's inside of us, all you and I got to do is just pull it down, it's going to come apart. There's going to be a breakthrough. See, all of us, this is what we have to understand, what this scripture is really trying to tell us, that if we want our breakthrough, we have to break up with something. You have to leave something behind. It cannot be the same thing to get through. See, we, we all want that breakthrough. Give me the breakthrough. You know, we, there's revival in the church. Tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we all want that breakthrough, but you got to break up with something. You got to leave something behind. You can't carry it with you. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's got to change. Matter of fact, look at verse 5 right there. <laughs> verse 5 of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Everything. You know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is a pattern of thinking of the same way, of the same way that takes pride in self. I can do it. I can make it happen. I'm able to do this. Now, this is a perfect example. This is a prime example for those of you, listen, this is very important right here. Especially those of you, you're on like your second or your third marriage, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, this is very important because this happens a lot of times within marriages. You get into your second marriage or into your third marriage and you wonder, man, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? Maybe because it's not her, it might be you. It's her fault. It's her fault. See, if it was just changed, and so you talk. See, what this is a normal thing. You talk the way you talked in your first marriage. Now, for those of you who say, well, I'm still in my first marriage. Okay, but you're on your 11th job. Oh, it's my boss, it's my boss, it's my boss. Maybe it's not your boss, maybe it's... You see what I'm saying? See the pattern? See the pattern? See, there's always a pattern, and people think, oh, it must be them, it must be her, it must be that. No, my friend, maybe it might be the way that you think. That's why it's very important, see, the philosophies, the way that you think. Well, I've always done it like this. It's always been like this. And you're always going to get that same result. The same thing after the same thing. See, it's very important. See, the, the, see, now you see where I'm coming from, right? Because everybody wants to break through, but nobody wants to break up. I want the breakthrough. I want the Lord of the breakthrough. He's going to break. Man, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time. Yes, we're going to have a great time, but you got to get rid of the bad time. You got to get rid of the horrible time. 
See, some of us, we still love the taste of things that are horrible. Now, that could be even a physical happening or even a spiritual happening. Now, when I say physical, because some of you, you still love the taste of the, oh, just give me just a little bit. Of, just, I just need a little bit. I just need a little bit. I just need a little bit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know who I'm talking to. This is Victory Outreach. Don't look at me like that. Some of you might even have a little, little something in your purse right there. Don't even look at me like that. And for the fellas, probably in your glove compartment. Chill. Don't look at me like that. You have the stash. You know where the stash is. There's always that stash. Everybody has that stash. You better be careful with that stash because that stash you need to break up with. Now, that's a physical. Maybe some of you in the spiritual, you have the stash. There's a spiritual stash that whenever somebody ever tries to tell you something, oh, no, she didn't. I know she ain't going to tell me nothing. She don't know who she messed with. Oh, because I'm, oh, she, oh, she lucky. I just came from church. But tomorrow ain't no church tomorrow. So I just, no, oh. See, everybody has a stash. Everybody does. I don't, care who, I don't care who you are in this place. No, not me. Everybody does. Maybe your stash is called anger. Maybe you got a little bit of anger on the side. It's right there. Nobody knows about it, but your wife knows about it. Your husband knows about it. The people that live you know about it. Because you, you, you got what is called the, the sensitive trigger. You know what I'm talking about? That little, little sensitive. Don't, don't touch it too much because anything could set that boy off. You, be, be, be careful. Don't bring up that subject because, ooh, it, ooh, man, he just, ooh. Right? You, you ever been in the middle of a conversation and somebody brings something up and then there's always that one person in the car, they just change their countenance, right? Everything's good. Everything's good. <laughs> hey, brother, you okay? No, I'm fine. No, 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 I'm fine. <sighs> and what's happening? The Lord is dealing with your stash. He's dealing with it. It's right there. It's happening. There's a renovation happening. He gives a renovation. The, the new is there. See, when you come to church, you're able to see the new. You can see the new. You see the new you. Look at that. Oh, I'm jumping. I'm dancing. Oh, look at I love when Steve Haves dances. Oh, look at him. I want to dance like that. One day, I'm going to jump like that. One day, I'm going to lift my hands like the pastor. One of, the, one of these days, I'm going to sing as great as her. One of, you see the new you, and the new you is right there, but you can't put it on because you haven't gotten rid of the old you. You see the new, but you're holding on to the old. For some, it could be anger. For some, it could be pride. For some, it's pride. Matter of fact, for many, it's pride. And you, you know, you can always tell the ones that are very, very prideful because no matter how bad of a conversation that you're talking about, they can express something even badder. Oh, dude, I was getting into a fight, man. And the, the, these, this one guy, man, he got me. He got me good. And I got punched in the eye. Oh, yeah, really? Well, I had two guys. They punched me in both eyes. Uh, okay. Wasn't going there, but all right. Yeah, you know, the other day there was this dog and it was chasing me, man, and it went and it, and it got me and it, and it, you know, got my shoe. Oh, yeah, well, me, I had two dogs that were chasing at me, one on this leg, one on this leg, and I hit them both off with a stick like that because I got the dogs like that. Okay, I didn't really ask, but thank you. 
Like no matter how bad, I'm badder. Or no matter how good, I'm gooder. Man, somebody just blessed me with $10. Oh, man, they, that's cool. I got $100 in my pocket. I didn't ask, but thank you. You see, because we all have this pride. I want to be better. Now, what I have found a lot of times, well, I'm going to say this from personal experience. What I have found within my own self, with the pride that I had, could have been from rejection. I got rejected in certain ways. And so because I got rejected certain ways, I wanted a high sign another way just because of the way I was. No, I got, I got to show that I'm better. I got to share. Come on. No, it's, it's me. No, oh, you're doing this? I'm going to do this even more. You're doing this at a 10? I'm going to do it at a 20. I'm going to show. I got, I got to be better. I got to be better. Uh, man, you got to be careful with that. See, when you and I come here to church, we're able to see the new us. God gives us a glimpse. We come here. We come to the altar. We lift our hands and we say, oh, God, yes, I want you to change me, rearrange me. Lord." And then even many times we start seeing it and we ask of that. Then all of a sudden what we'll do, and this is very important, it's very important because the Bible says renewal, not removal. And so what we'll do is we'll come and we'll lift our hands and say, God, if you could just shame me, Lord, but just get this person out of my life. And God says, no, they're in there to renew you. But we always ask God, remove them, take them out. No, I'm not going to take them out. I'm going to keep them there. Man, I hate this person. I hate this person. Man, this person gets on my nerves. This per- well, you, you, you ever think that God's trying to change your nerves? You ever think about that? That's why you got that person's on your nerves for those reasons. You ask God to change you. You want him to rearrange you. Well, that's what's going to happen. See, a lot of us, we want the breakthrough, but we don't want the break up. See, some of us here tonight, you got to break up with some things. Tonight, you need to serve your anger, divorce papers. We're done. That's it. Here it is. Talk to my lawyer, Jesus. We're done. No more. Not going to happen. Some of you, even tonight, that person that you think, man, they've been, they get on my nerves. God should just remove them. Maybe what you need to do, like Paul, is just learn to accept them. Because they are for the change in you. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, some of you, you may not be able to change the situation, change the people around you, but you need to know this. God has the people around you to change what's inside of you. Change the way you think. Change the way you do things. Change the, uh, the way you see things. Change these certain philosophies. Listen, some of you, I said that earlier about the patterns of marriages because, listen, some of us, we need to start breaking some patterns right now in our marriages. The enemy, he does not want marriages to continue on. He does not want the, the man and the woman to continue to stay together. Why? Because a marriage shows holiness unto God. It shows the world what God really looks like, right? That's why you and I are the bride of Christ, right? That's we're the bride of Christ. That's what marriage is. So the world gets to see what marriage truly is, is when a man and when a woman stays together and they keep together. Even the other day, we were, I was talking with pastor about this and we were talking, I said, man, it's so funny because when I was dating my wife, the enemy did everything he could that when we were dating to get us in bed together. I mean, to have us fall and to have us slip up. I mean, he did everything. We were engaged for two years and the devil did everything. Oh, here, just go out at night. Just don't, who cares? There's no no big deal and he did everything he could to put us in bed together now that we're married the enemy does everything he can to keep us out of bed make up your mind 
It's crazy, huh? He does everything he can. Everything he can. See, you and I must understand that we got to change these things. Change this right in here. See, a lot of times we say, God, just take my mind. God says, no, I'm going to renew your mind. I'm going to renew that thing. I know the enemy tried to mess you up, but I'm going to renew it. We're going to take off that old stuff. Yeah, we got to get rid of some of that stucco. It's been on there. It's been stuck for a little while. We're going to have to chisel it off. Some of us, we have to get a jackhammer. Because that anger, man, that thing is on there. Some of you, you got that lust on you. Like, it don't, like for whatever reason, even just when you look at people, you're like, ah. tall, big glass of white milk, you. <sighs> and people try to tell you, hey, sister, brother, uh, you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Me? No, not me. No, no, not me. <laughs> the Bible categorizes all the sins under three categories. Less of the flesh, less of the eyes, and the pride of life. All sins will fall under those three categories. So don't think for a second the enemy doesn't know what he's doing when he puts a beautiful woman or a handsome man in front of you. Don't think he doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. If he can get you to fall into that, then you will stay in the same pattern you've always had. He can't make you do it, but he'll put it there in front of you. And he just knows your patterns. He knows the patterns you have. See, for me, like, I'll just be transparent with you. When people put a needle or a bottle of booze in front of me, all right, and you want me to, and this has happened to me before. I'm not kidding. This is real. People have like tried to, family I should say, family they tried to, hey, oh, cool, thanks. So anyways, like, uh, I've done that. Ask my family, I've done it. Like, it doesn't bother me. That's no big deal for me. Listen, for me. But for you, for those of you that that used to be your pattern, see, that wasn't my pattern. That was not my pattern. But the enemy knows your pattern. He knows how, what you did. See, the enemy cannot read your mind, but he can read your pattern. <laughs> he can read your pattern. So don't find it strange that there was a conflict in front of you that the enemy knows, man, this guy, he's, he has a sensitive trigger. I'm just going to make anything go. He'll just go off just like that. He's just going to start going off just like that. Why? Because he sees your pattern. You have to be able to take that pattern and say, no, I'm not going to be a sensitive trigger anymore. I'm not going to be just a sensitive man or a sensitive woman that gets angry at anything. No, I'm going to take down every pattern, every precept, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm going to take it and I'm going to take it. I'm going to submit it under the things of Christ. I'm going to submit it under Christ. Why? Because my whole life has been given to him. See, I'm going to get a breakthrough because I'm going to break up. Some of us tonight, you got to break up. Some of you tonight, you got to break up with the old man. Some of you got to break up with the old woman. Some of you, that's a literal sense. You got to break up with the old man, break up with the old woman. That, that's just not if you're married, not if you're married. If you're married, that's your old woman. Praise the Lord. That's your old man. I want to clarify that. I want to make sure the culture, I know the culture here. But if you're dating, and that dating is not going into the right place, 
and it's not showing the light of Christ in that dating process, you better be very careful. The enemy knows your patterns. Listen to me, fellas in the home. Listen to me, guys in the home. You didn't come in married, so don't be telling the director, oh, that's my wife. That ain't your wife. Don't do that. You know it's not your wife. You, you, you have that whole thing. Well, we've been together since we were two years old. No, 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 no. No. Be cool with that. I have seen, believe me, and I say this with all sincerity, you can come to the piano. I have seen guys who come, oh, we've been together. We love each other. We love each other. We, we've known each other since we were young. And I was okay, that's fine. And all of a sudden, they go out, they get married within two months. I don't know who this was. What's wrong? Where, that wasn't the woman I knew. You never changed the pattern. You never changed the way you thought. It didn't change. It wasn't her. It was you. You have to change that way of thinking. Change that way of understanding. See, some of you, you keep driving down the same place to get to work and you know what you're looking at when you drive by that direction. You know exactly what you're looking at. You take the same direction to work and you're hoping one day she's just gonna walk out and step out that door. Maybe, just maybe I'll see her. Or maybe, just maybe I'll see him. Maybe, just maybe he'll come by my cubicle just at one time. You need to change here. Take down any pattern, any pattern. And say, you know what? Maybe I got to change this pattern. I got to change the way that I think. I got to change the way that things come about my, or, or things that I allow to come into this heart, come into this mind, come into these eyes. See, that's why a lot of times when people come and, and it happens to me a lot, oh, we're going to go watch this movie. I go, eh, I don't want to watch that movie. Now, if you were to ask me, 18, 19, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, I'll go watch it. But I've just, I've changed the pattern. I just don't like those kind of movies anymore. I remember one guy in one of my young adult ministries one time. He's like, man, I love horror movies. I love this. I love, he's like, man, I love the blood and the gun. And he, was, he was explaining the whole thing to me. The eyes, man, they get this one movie and they chop the guy's head and they do this. And he's like, dude, we should go watch it. And I go, nah, I'm cool. And he looked at me like, what? Okay, Mr. Holy, right? That was his thing. Mr. Holy. But it wasn't about Mr. Holy. It's just I changed my thought pattern. Now, believe me, I'm not saying that my pattern is perfect. But I like what the scripture here says. If you renew your mind, then, then, you will understand. Then you're going to see. Then you're going to know. Then you're going to pursue. Now you're, now you're getting it. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but his will is perfect. And that's what I pursue. And I pursue by breaking my patterns. That's what I got to do. I got to break my patterns. And once I do that, then the Bible says, listen to me. This is very important. You got to break the pattern. You have to break, because the Bible says, you got to tear it down, take it down, and submit it and make it obedient to Christ. Christ is not going to do it for you. It's very important. That's a, that's a, a very important part of the process. Because a lot of times we say, God, take it away. And God's like, no. God, remove. No. Okay, God, I take it. I give it to you. Yes. You see the difference? 
here, here, no more. This will not rule my life anymore. Yes. See, and the more you break up, then you'll see a breakthrough. The, you want to see a breakthrough in your family? Break up with that old pattern. You want to see a breakthrough in your finances? Break up with that old pattern. See, some of you have been saying, man, I, I, I don't know what it is. That my, my finances, how come I'm not? It just, I, I just can't get past this barrier. I just don't understand. I just Do you tithe? Are you a tither? Are you a giver? As a matter of fact, let me go beyond that. Do you understand offerings? Do you understand what offerings are? Are you a generous person? Or are you always just about me, me, man? Somebody better bless me. Somebody better bless me. If you don't bless others, why do you think God would want to bless you? Now, this is what I found. God will still bless you, but he'll bless you to the extent of your sowing. Those who sow sparingly will reap sparingly. Those who sow bountifully will reap bountifully. How come he's getting bountifully blessed? Because he's bountifully sowing. How come she's bountifully getting blessed? Because she's bountifully sowing. How come? That's what I'm telling you. You want to change the, the finances that come your way? Well, then change the pattern of finances that go out of your way. It's simple. These are biblical. These, you know what I found? These biblical principles work even for those who are doing their best to understand what it is to be a Christian. And some of these people don't even come to church. But they understand the biblical principles and they do it. I still have a friend, and I'm praying for him, and he knows. He knows he's not safe, but he understands the principles, and I've shared this before. He knows the principle of tithes and offerings, and he tithes. He doesn't come to church. This guy's blessed. I wish I could show you all the stuff that he's blessed with. This guy's blessed, but he's a tither. He tithes 10%. Sometimes he'll tithe 15%. He tithes, he tithes, he tithes. And he knows that he's not you know, right with the Lord. But he said, I learned this principle in church. I just learned it in church. Now I apply it to his business. He's got a big business. Apply it to business. And he does it. So I, I, I'm not going to, I didn't raise no fool. I'm not going to continue to be, you know, I'm not going to break this thing. Some of us here, listen, we got to break some patterns. In your marriage, man, it's her fault. It's, her, it's his fault. It's his fault. No. How about just change the pattern that's going on in your mind? can't change her but you could change you you can't change him but you could change you you want to break through then you got to break up so it's tonight it's time to break up break up with the old man break up with the old woman break up with the old pattern break up with the old happening no more it's not going to rule my life this will not rule my life I cast down every stronghold sickness and poverty must cease for the devil is defeated I'm blessed. Stand with me here tonight. <laughs> Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Father, have your way right now, Lord God. Move in this place, Lord God. Let your spirit, Lord God, move from the front to the back, from the left to the right, Lord God, from the north to the south to the east to the west. 
Bless them right now, Lord God. Bless them right now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Spirit of God is moving and ministering even right now. Spirit of God is moving and ministering even right now. I believe God's even touching some of the young people right now. God's touching you right now. He's touching your heart. He's touching your mind. He's touching your body. He's touching your soul. Marriages are becoming whole right now. Marriages are becoming whole right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Listen, if that's you here tonight and you say, you know what? I, I need to break up with some old patterns. I got to break up with an old way of thinking. I, I need to be renewed. I want my mind to be renewed. I don't want to just be remodeled. I need to be renovated. Some old things got to come off. Some old ways of thinking. Some old habits. Some of you got to break some old habits. And don't try to be so prideful in the middle of it all. Don't try to be the number one. Let God be number one in your life. Let God be number one in your finances. Let God be number one at your job. Let God be number one at your house, in your living room, in your kitchen, in every part of your house. Let him be number one. Oh, in your parenting, even in your parenting. Oh, Come on, as they begin to sing this song, if that's you right here, right now, I want you to slip out of your seat, come to this altar, and I'm going to pray with you right here, right now, that the Spirit of God is moving in ministry, even right now.